Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. This great teaching provides clear and straightforward answers for anyone desiring to walk according to the Word of God. Enjoy some of the most comprehensive and down-to-earth teachings as taught at the Lighthouse Chapel International. We have a testimony this morning. Where's our brother Desmond? Put your hands together. Let's welcome Desmond. Oh, keep clapping. Keep clapping. Let's welcome him. Keep clapping. Praise the Lord. My name is Desmond. My testimony is very long, but I'll make it short. Okay, it all started two weeks ago when I was feeling very severe pain. Okay. I was having this severe backache here, and then I couldn't pass you in. There was blood. I couldn't walk. Pastor Eric had to drive me several times to the hospital. But then I was in and out of the hospital for the whole week. Yeah. And then they referred me to Kolibu. So the scan came out that I was having kidney stones. And my stone was very big that was blocking mine. Yeah, it has actually moved from my kidney and blocking the passage of the urine. So I have to undergo surgery. The doctor said there's no way it could come out. I came to church on Tuesday evening. I met Bishop Oko. He prayed for me and he said, this morning, God will give you a miracle. You don't have to undergo the surgery. I believed it, but still the pain. So I came again on Thursday to turning point. Bishop wasn't around, but Pastor Gerardo was around and he said, Bishop is not in the house, but his spirit is in the house. God will give you a miracle. So I believed it, and I was praying. And after the service, I met him here. And he also said exactly Bishop Oko said. He said, God will give you a miracle. You will not do the surgery. I bought everything, and they said, first of all, they were going to put this thing. It's called ureteric stent. They were going to pass it through my langalanga to my kidney. <laughs> to my kidney. And it's going to be there for three weeks. And after the urine and everything has cleared from the kidney, I want to go to the surgery, which is very expensive. But I was ready to pay because I was suffering. I went to Kolebu on Friday morning. I was there. I was the third person there. But they didn't call me. They were calling all the people around, about seven people. It was almost 12 o'clock. I was feeling pain, so I went to see the doctor. Doctor, I've been here for so long. Why are you not calling me? He said, this one, I will call you very soon. Immediately, I felt like urinating. I went to the urinal. I was feeling the pain as usual, but then a voice told me, watch out for the stone. I said, what is this? Then he came again, watch out for the stone. So I began to look. And as the urine was passing, the urine didn't come, but the stone just came out. Just like that. Yeah. And then... <laughs> so, watch out for the stone. Watch out for the stone. Watch out for anything that is worrying you. Amen. It is coming out. Amen. That's the stone on the screen. So I just picked up the stone. I was amazed. I couldn't even battle my zero, but I didn't do anything. I just rushed to the hospital, uh, the ward, and I showed it to the doctor. Doctor, this stone just came out. I said, No, it's not true. This is too big to come out. So he took it to the lab. He said, This is the exact stone that was worrying your kidney. And you, he, he said, It's amazing. He said, This could have come out because it's too big. And then he said, <laughs> what the doctor said, well, his name is Dr. Tobo. He's a urologist at Kolebu. Everybody knows him. He said, you're a miracle child. This could only be a miracle. Yeah. So this is the stent. I didn't have to go and surgery. So they didn't put this in your langa langa? No, at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm here just to say thank you to God first. To Bishop Oko, to the bishops in the house, Pastor Gerardo, Pastor Eric, and everybody there. God is a miracle working God. He made a way. Hallelujah. And, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, this morning, it's not just his spirit in the house. By the grace of God, he is physically present. Let's welcome your pastor and my pastor, okay. anointed servant of God, Bishop Eric Baby. To our God, every word of worship with one accord. Every praise, every praise is to our God. God, my Savior, 
somebody was going to put your hands together. Give God some praise. Hallelujah. Have you people sang that song? This God is too good. Oh. You haven't taught them that song. Sing it. Sing it. This God is too good. Yeah. I will worship him forever. Love him forever. Because this God is too good. I will worship him forever, love him forever, because this God is too good. I know a God whose mercy, full and kind, give us the words, please.
testimony now there are some things you will know that this one it can only be God that's the kind of testimony God is going to give you this one is too good only God put your hands together for Jesus wow amen hallelujah from tomorrow, our fasting is beginning. <laughs> Prayer and fasting. Wow. It's a seven-day fast. Because the seventh man. We want to connect to the number seven. To enter into some perfection in our lives. God will perfect all that concerns you. In the name of Jesus. So we start from Monday to Sunday. Of course, Saturday, you just try and do your prayer and then you'll be happy. Amen. But I believe that it's going to be powerful. We'll be meeting here every evening from 5 p.m. to pray. So come and join in the prayer. Our target is to pray 30 hours in this week. 30 hours. 30 hours. At least so you can do more if you can. Yeah, so we want to pray for soul, souls to be established and then for church growth. But the thing is that, yeah, yeah. The thing is that as you are praying for people to be established, God will be establishing you too. I see your marriage being established. I see your business being established. In the name of Jesus Christ. And then as we pray for church growth, you will also be growing. Everything about you will grow. I see God enlarging your course. Receive it in the name of Jesus. It shall be your story. So please join in the fast, the prayer and the fasting. There will be prayer going on on the various platforms as well. So please join in to invite. How many invited somebody? This week, you invited somebody to church. And the person is here. Okay, beautiful, beautiful. God bless you. Amen. Right. Let's take our memory verse for today. Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 18. This one is one of the inele koko type of memory verse. Okay, let's take it together. Go. Proverbs chapter 29 verse 18. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. Okay. Should we take it one more time? One more time. Okay, let's take it. Ready, go. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. I think we can take it off. Oh, you, you, we can. Okay. Please take it off. All right. Let's take it together. Ready, go. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. Beautiful, beautiful. Father, we want to thank you so much for today. We thank you for another opportunity to come into your presence. What a blessing to be called, to be chosen to be caused to approach you. Today, Lord, as we sit at your feet, we pray that you speak to us. Speak to us the engrafted word that is able to save our souls. Let no one live here the same. Father, may your people find you and be saved. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. 
Hallelujah. Well, this morning I'm preaching once again from this book, How You Can Preach Salvation by Bishop Doug Hewitt Mills. And I want you to turn with me to Psalm 90. Psalm 90. 9-0. And I'm reading from verse 9. It says that for all our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. The days of our years are threescore years and ten. And if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, yet is their strength, labor, and sorrow. For it is soon cut off, and we fly away. Who knoweth the power of thine anger, even according to thy fear? So is thy wrath. Verse 12. So teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Today, you can title my message, Number Your Days. Number Your Days. Hallelujah. Now, this is a psalm written by Moses. So, you can see that this is real wisdom that has been released over here. But the Bible says that all our days, we pass our day in the wrath of God. Then he says that we spend our days and all that. He said the days of our years are threescore and ten. Even that, it's just if God decides to favor us and then we have all these years. But he said, yet in all these years is our strength, sorrow, and labor. Is that it? Yeah. Sorrow and labor. And then it's also cut off. That's really the life of man. You know, that there are different ways the Bible describes our life. One of them, the Bible describes it as vapor. In James chapter 4, verse 13, the Bible says that, Go to now, ye that say today or tomorrow, we will go into such a city, and we will continue there a year. And we will buy and sell. And get gain. Just say, you have plans. Projections. You have your smart goals. Smart, which means specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound or time-related. Yeah, smart goals. You have all these things and you have your plans. But what you don't know is that in verse 14, the Bible says that, whereas you don't know (laughs) what shall be tomorrow, because what is your life? It said, your life is like a vapor that appears for a while, for a moment. Everybody, when you go home today, put your kettle on the stove. Let it begin to boil and see the vapor coming out and see how long the vapor lasts. That is you. Your life is like a vapor that appears for a moment and then it vanishes away. As you are making plans without God and doing all the things you are doing, your life, like the Bible says, it it is soon cut off. Another way the Bible describes it in 2 Samuel chapter 14 and verse 14. The Bible describes our lives in another way. It says that, for we must needs die and are as water spilled on the ground which cannot be gathered again. Neither does God respect any person, yet doth he devise means that he be banished or expelled from him. So, your life is like water that is just spilled on the ground. 
Yeah. Just like that. On the ground. Your life is like water there. You, you cannot get it again. You just wipe it off and then that's it. That's your life. If you don't live it well, that's it. There's nothing you can do. Like people will say, oh, when you die, they will pray for you so that uh, you will go to a place called purgatory and then they will pray that you move to either heaven or hell. There's nothing like that. Once the life is over, it's over. It's gone. It's past and gone. You cannot say, I'm going to collect it again. It's over. It's gone. When you have the opportunity to do something, do it because that's it. If you're not going to get it again, it's gone. Another way the Bible describes your life is in Job chapter 9 and verse 25. Your life, we're talking about your life. It says that now my days are swifter than a post. They flee away. They see no good. It says that your life is faster. And you see, even the time that they were writing this, those days when they were posting letters, they will be on a horse or whatever and ride and take... And even they were describing your life as faster than that. But today... Later, they started using aeroplanes, moving faster, even faster. But today, when you are posting a letter, it, it, it's, it's just a, a click of a button. Pop, it's gone. So when the Bible says that your life is swifter than a post, or like you have posted something on the page, the platform page, your life is swifter than that. It will, it will just go like that. You know how sometimes you post something and you regret you posted it? How many of you posted something on the platform and then, hey, it happens to everybody. And so, sorry, wrong platform. Wrong message. How many has happened to you before? One day somebody sent something, it was intended for her husband. And it appeared on a certain platform. It was not a simple thing. You cannot collect it again. It's gone. Silence on the platform. That is your life. It's swifter even than a post. Recently, I saw that they had put something on the internet that when you post something by mistake, you can always retrieve it quickly. I said, wow, it's nice. It's nice. But beloved, we cannot apply it to our lives. If when we make a mistake, we can call it back. We will always want to have it. But, no. You cannot reverse it. Even I heard that they have made a certain pill when you have sex with somebody and you feel that, hey, pregnancy will come. The morning after, you can take it and then you clear it. You see, ma- mankind is trying to do things. You will see that. Some of the pill, when you take it, the thing is still there. And one will say, Yes. It's not everything that you can call back. Hey! That is your life. On the floor. It's there. It's going. You cannot collect it back. It's faster. It's over. And then in Psalms, what we just read in Psalm 90... Moses also said the same thing. He said, our life is like a tale that is told. It's like a story. And that's the same. We're just saying it. And then it just passes. Nothing. So, Moses was praying a prayer. He said, Lord, please, the way our life is, teach us. 
teach us to number our days. I'm going to share with you seven reasons why you need to number your days. Reason number one, God is commanding us to number our days because God has given man a fixed number of days to be on this earth. Fixed number of days to be on this earth. When God created man, his plan was that man will live forever. That is what we call eternal life. That's God's plan for you and I. That we will live forever and ever and enjoy a wonderful life with him. And that's why when Jesus comes into your life, the thing he's bringing to you is eternal life. God wants you to get back to that eternal life again. The Bible says that man fell short of the glory of God. And that affected the number of years that man lived. Man was supposed to live forever. But later they died at the age of 900. I think the oldest person was Methuselah. He died at the age of 969. Yeah, he lived for that long. In those days when a person gives birth at the age of 100, that is more like teenage pregnancy because... Yeah, 100 years. Why well, wouldn't tell them though? Because people gave birth around 400, 450 years. I think Noah, one of those people, just, you know. So, <laughs> when you give birth that early, it's like it's too early. People used to live long. But the Bible says that sin continued. In fact, when you read Genesis chapter 6, and verse 1, you'll be amazed what happened. It came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born to men. Now look at what happened. Verse 2. That the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them to wives of all which they chose. Charlie, even angels are falling, so you will find that, Charlie. You are not bad the way you are struggling. How many realize that you are not bad if angels are falling when they see the sisters? Even angels. Hey! Yeah. The sisters are nice. Fair. Now, fair those days was another name in this thing for beautiful. So if they say somebody's fair, the person is beautiful. So the daughters were beautiful. The angels were in heaven, oh. They were flying with God, moving up, and then they were watching. Say, "Hey, Charlie, <laughs> see something here, Charlie." Some of us they have locked us up here. We can't enjoy some. Oh yeah, they came down. Angels, angels fell, but that's how bad it became. So, verse three, the Bible says that, and the Lord said. My spirit shall not always strive with man. This type of thing that I'm trying to check man. They shouldn't sin. They should do this. I'm checking them, checking them. I feel my prayer. It's too much. Let me rather shorten their lives. So that it doesn't stay too long. I can be able to check them for a short time. Yeah. So he said, I cannot strive with man forever. So I am going to reduce his years to 120. Yeah. God was struggling too much. So from Genesis chapter 6, the struggling continued. In fact, God was so angry that Bible says that he came to Noah. He said, listen, I'm tired of this earth. I'm clearing everybody and start all over again. Yeah. So Bible says that only Noah found grace in the sight of God. He and his sons and their daughters. Everybody else was killed. Cleared everybody on the face of the earth started all over again and so still because the seed of sin had gotten into the system yeah so Noah's children they were all inside I mean all the animals everything so when it came out the sin continued it continued 
So in Psalms, Moses, it means that even Moses wrote it in his time. That it looks like now is too much. Though God is reducing the number to 70. Yeah. So now we started living and we die at 70. And he said, if by reason of strength, God decides that, okay, let's make it 80 and add on. But these days, you see, people die. Because sin has increased so much that now the age, this thing is even going down further. So people die at 25, 30, whatever, 5, 10. Now we can't even say, we can't guarantee that you will live up to the 75 or 70. Yeah, yeah, then they put it there. What a shock. Gone too soon. All these things, yeah. Because people are surprised. So, we need to understand that God has given us a fixed number of days. When we read Psalm 91, he says something in verse 14. Oh, thank you, Jesus. He said, Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he has known my name. Verse 15. He said, he shall call upon me, I will answer him, and I will be with him in trouble, I will deliver him. 16, he said, with long life will I satisfy him. So, the time that you begin to enjoy this long life is when you begin to set your love on God. As soon as you begin to set your love on him, he says, with long life, I will satisfy you. Yeah. But if you don't, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 27, the Bible says that the fear of the Lord prolongeth days. But the years of the wicked shall be shortened. So you need to understand that there's a way you can have long life and enjoy it. But if you don't, your days will be shortened. And it's even becoming shorter. Second reason why you need to number your days is that because mankind often numbers the wrong things. So we have to be told what to number. We number the wrong things. Moses said, teach us to number our days. Our days. Not our cars. Not shoes. People have a lot of shoes. They number their shoes. You put it there. You have yellow, green, red, blue, black, pink. Different shoes. And we number, we number, we number the wrong things. These are the things we number. Oh, I have 20 shoes. Oh, I have 50 shoes. Oh, I have this. Oh, I have 10 shirts. We are numbering the wrong things. Sometimes you see the office, we are having what we call stock taking, isn't it? We are taking stock. We want to know how many of this do we have? How many of this do we have? We, we number things, but we are numbering the wrong things. And if we are not told, we will not know that we should number our days. So we are told to number our days. I heard about Princess Diana that her wardrobe was too whatever. I saw some pictures of her clothes. Look at it. Displayed. They brought clothes and they were selling. You will be amazed how much one dress costs. This dress is 510,000 pounds. What a dress. This one that she's wearing, Princess Diana, those of you who don't know her, it's exactly 20 years this year that she died. She died in 97. Yeah. 20 years. So maybe some of you were not born. But, or maybe you were born, but you were little, you don't remember. But that's Princess Diana. This dress she's wearing, 130,000 pounds. Now, can you 
This one is 115,000 pounds. Saturday, one hand is not there, no. This one. So if the other hand was there, I don't know how much it will be. Look at it. 160. So, they have these things. They are collecting them. They are counting. Numbering these things. I was checking cars that people are collecting. Charlie, give me the data. Wycliffe. Do you know Wycliffe? And this man, they have more than 40 cars in their special garage. 40. Who do you hear them? How many do you sit in at a time? Ralph Lauren. You know Ralph Lauren? The one who made the polo shirt. He has more than 60 cars. Anytime you buy his shirt, he's buying a car. JK. Do you know JK? City 8 cars. Dimitri Lomakov. 120 antique cars. Antique. Old cars. Gerard Lopez. It cannot be specified. Mukesh, 160, 168. Ken Lingenfelter, over 150 cars. And then who else is there? Jay Leno, 200 cars. Sheikh Hamad bin Hadam, something. It cannot be specified. Then the Sultan of Brunei, 7,000 cars. The guy chopped the thing, 7,000 cars. Uh, show us his cars. You will see the cars that he has. Plenty. The Sultan of Brunei. I'm sure every minute it will change. I want to drive this one. I want to drive this one. So teach us to number our days because we are numbering our cars. But the numbering of the cars will not save your life. You need to number your days. That, hey, I'm about to die very soon. I need to check my life well. When you number your cars, you will think that, oh, life is good. Let me relax. But what you don't know is that you're about to die. Need to number. If the 70 is what we are looking at, I'm just wondering that how many of us in 50 years will still be alive here. Check your age and add 50. Where will you be? I saw this guy. He also had cars. Sweet pea. Or what's his name? That guy. Is it Whitaker? No, the other guy is also another fast guy. Which one? Mayweather. Uh, he too he has a lot of cars. Be some type of cars that he is also keeping there. He likes buying cars. See them. They don't. They number their cars. They don't number. Number the knockouts. <laughs> Tell somebody, number your days. You need to see that. How many more years do I have to live? What have I done with the years that I've lived? Hey. See people, they buy cars, different colors. Monday red, Tuesday blue. You have numbered them. Life is good for you. When you go to Malaysia, there's a shop there. The shop is called, there is nothing like too many shoes limited. That's the name of the shop. So you can buy as many shoes as you want to buy. Yeah. One rich man, he was going to die. As he was going to die, he said, take me around. He was counting. Instead of counting the number of days he has left, counting his houses. Number three. Number your days. Why should you number your days? Because 
When you number your days, you will discover that your life on earth is a contract. Hmm. When you have a contract, you are in a contract. It's for a short it's, it's for a time. Job chapter 7, verse 1. Is there not an appointed time to man upon the earth? Are not his days also like the days of an hyaline? A hyaline is somebody who has been hired. Temporal something. Verse 2. As a servant endlessly desired the shadow, and as an hyaline looking for the reward of his work. Recently I saw a brother, he's in church. He was working somewhere. Powerful. And when I heard, oh, this guy. I said, wow, this is great. Then another time I saw him again, he was not working again. He was just walking around. So I asked, why? What has happened? And so actually, he was on contract. Contract has expired. That is when I realized that, hey, that is your life. It's like a contract. Some of us here, we are working somewhere on contract. Maybe that should teach you something. That's your life. It's not going to last forever. It's going to end at a point you can't continue again. As soon as you begin to understand this, I mean, if you are working somewhere, because I know that there are some people too, where they are working, they take them on contract, but after some time, they even keep them. So, no, we want to have you. We like the way you are working. So, it's the same thing with God. As you are working with God, you are moving with him, you two are on contract. You have to live your life in such a way that God will decide that I want to continue with you or I don't want you again. You have to go to hell. It's a contract. Number four. We need to number our days because when you number your days, you will understand that the day of your death is already determined. It's already determined. And that's what many people don't know. There is a point you cannot go beyond. It's only God who knows that time. People, one of the things that people try to know all the time, when am I going to die? But I'm sure that if God showed you when you were going to die, it would not be a good thing. You are always going to, hey, so is it today? So God has left you. But it doesn't mean that you should live your life anyhow. Job 14, verse 1. Man that is born of a woman. As the next person, were you born of a woman? Oh, you were. Is of few days and full of trouble. <laughs> he cometh forth like a flower. And it's cut down. He fled also as a shadow and continued not. That's you. Verse 3. And thus thou open thine eyes upon such an one and bringest me into judgment with thee. Verse 4. Who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean? Not one. Verse 5. Seeing his days are determined. The number of his months are with thee. Thou hast appointed his bounds. That he cannot pass. When the time comes for you to die, ah, you can hold your house and say, I won't go. I'm not going. Yeah. In movie. You will go. One guy, he was just standing somewhere. He has a way he's. English. I don't know how he puts the words together. He was standing there. He has folded his arm. Somebody was asking, so, today are you not going anywhere? He was speaking God. Can you make a inch? inch. So what kind of English is that? It means that he will move an inch. inch. You will hold the house and say, inch. You will move. They will carry you. You can't control yourself. Your days are determined. That's what you don't know. God has a time when you are going to be called 
as you are sitting there and making all the plans. Number five, number your days because Jesus himself numbered his days. He knew his time was limited. Beloved, we don't have all the time. John chapter 4 verse 34, Jesus said unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me. And to finish his work. Then he said, John chapter 9 verse 4, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. He said, as long as I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. A time is coming, you will not be able to do what you want to do. If you have to accept Jesus, accept him. There's a time you will not be able to do it. You will think it will be there. Some nations, the night has come for them. There was a time, Liberia, nobody could go there with the gospel. It's just recently that Healing Jesus campaign went there. But the country was closed. The night is coming for you. As you are making plans, when the night comes, what are you going to do? Even Jesus, he knew that he was not going to be around forever. He said, I must finish. I must do. I must quickly do what I have to do. That which you have to do, do it quickly. Quickly. The night is coming when you cannot work. Hmm. Number six, number your days because God does not want you to be deceived into thinking that you have more days than you actually have. It's a deception. We sort of feel we have more days, but we don't. And that is why you will sit down and say, tomorrow I will go here. The next year I will do this. The next three weeks I will do this. Then when I come back from Dubai, I will go to France. Then from France, I will go to uh, Hong Kong. Then from Hong Kong, I will come back to Dubai to finish some things there. Then I will be there for one year. Then you are calculating as if you know that you have more time. But that rich fool, as he was planning... He said, so take your ease. For you have enough things to last you for years. Who said you have years? You don't have years. You have just a few hours. For tonight, I'm going to call you. Who is going to take care of those things? He said, I have goods laid up for years. But who told you you'll be there? You will not be there. You will not be there. John 4, 35. Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. You are saying that there are four months. Who told you there are four months? He said, look, the time is now. You are saying I have more years. You don't. This is the time you have. This is the time you have. Say tonight. One wisdom I will give to you as I'm closing to live with. Live your life every day as if you're going to die today. Ask yourself, if I was going to die today, what would I do better than I'm doing now? And number seven, number your days because God wants you to be prepared for eternity. God wants to be, you to be prepared. As soon as you live your life, I'm going to die today, you will prepare for eternity. Amos 4.12 He said, and thus will I do to you. And because I will do thus to you, prepare to meet your God. How prepared are you to meet God? How prepared are you? In Matthew 24, verse 35, I'm just closing. He said, 
heaven and earth shall pass away. But my words shall not pass away. But of that day and hour knoweth no man. No, not even the angels. They don't know when the end is going to come. But my father only. He said, but as the days of Noah, so shall also the coming of son of man be. For in those days, before the flood came, they were eating, they were drinking, they were marrying, they were giving in marriage. Until that day, Noah entered into the ark. And it's still happening. Look at these people. They are marrying. Look at them sitting there. They are not thinking that they can die tonight. They have come to sit here. They are giving us their dates. They knew not until the flood came and took them away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall two be in the field. One will be taken. One will be left. Another two will be grinding. One will be taken. One will be left. You and your wife, you are in the bed. One is taken. One is left. Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord cometh. He said, for if the man of the house knew what time the thief, the armed robber was going to come, he would have prepared. So beloved, be ready. Be ready. For in such a time that you know not, Christ will come. Will you be ready for him? Stand to your feet. Oh, yes. Mm. Teach us to number our days. Teach us to number our days. Lift up your voice and just pray right now. Oh, pray. Pray. If you were going to die today, what are the things you're going to do better? Talk about it. Talk to God about it. Talk to God about it. What will change? What changes will you make? What steps will you take? If tonight you will be going to hell, what steps would you take? What moves will you make? If you knew the way to avoid hell, what would you do? Talk to God. Talk to God. If you were to die today, Oh Jesus, teach us, Lord, to number our days, O God. Talk to God. Talk to God. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, Jesus. May it not be too late. May it not be too late to God. Teach us, Lord. Oh, yes. Right now, with every head bowed, with all eyes closed, maybe somebody invited you to church, but you're not born again. You don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. My question is, if you are to die now, where will you go? If you were to die now, are you going to make it to heaven or hell? Thank God for Jesus who has made a way for you and I. That we will have eternal life if we accept him as our Lord and Savior. Today, every head bowed, all eyes closed, maybe you are here. You want to say, Pastor, I don't want tomorrow to take me by surprise. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I want to be born again. Today, every head bowed, all eyes closed. You want to surrender your life to Jesus wherever you are. Just lift up your right hand. And I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. Let it go up. Don't be shy. God bless you. It's a good day to be saved. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I see your hands. God bless you. If you have lifted up your hand, please do one more thing for me. Kindly move out of your seat. Come to me. Come.
come from the back. Come from the back. Come from the side. Keep clapping for them. Come. Come today. Come. Tomorrow may be too late. Number your days. Are you going to live forever? Keep clapping for them. Come quickly. Come. 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 Come, Danny. Come, my brother. Come, my sister. Love for them as they come. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. Give him your life today. Oh, yes. We're talking about something very serious here. I cannot guarantee that you'll be alive tomorrow. Because I don't know. The Bible says that nobody knows when. Only the Father knows. But at least I can guarantee now. Because I can see you. Don't let this be too late. Do what you have to do before the night comes. I feel there's somebody who needs to come. If you are that person, just move out of your seat and come. I believe you are the reason why God has made me do it again. Come quickly. Come. Move out of your seat and come. Come. Run quickly. Come to Jesus. Come. I am bargaining for your soul. Come quickly. Come. Come, my brother. Come. 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 Tomorrow may be too late. Come quickly. Run. Run. Run quickly. Come. 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 Give him your life today. Come, my sister. Come. Come all the way. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Those of you in front, lift up your two hands. We're going to pray. It's a sign of surrender. Just lift up your hands. We're going to pray together. Everybody, let's join them. Say, Lord Jesus, today I thank you for dying on the cross to save me from my sins. Please forgive me all my sins. Come into my heart. Make me a new person. Please write my name in the Lamb's book of life. From today, I will save you. Satan, from today, I will no longer save you. I belong to Jesus and I will save Jesus. Thank you, Father, for saving me. Amen. Wow. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. You have taken a very important decision. You have numbered your days. And you have applied your heart to wisdom. God bless you. God bless you. Don't forget today's date. Today you are born again. Hallelujah. You see, our lady pastor waving her hand. She's going to talk to you. She'll give you a book by the bishop of this church. It's going to help you to walk with God. Okay. Please follow her this way. God bless you. Oh, please put your hands together. So many souls have been saved for Jesus. Keep clapping. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Look at somebody and tell the person, number your days. Please be seated. We believe you have been blessed by this powerful teaching from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. For further inquiries, please call 030-7010-444. That's 030-7010-444. God richly bless you.